Ariana with the Blissy Experience. We're so happy to have you back and we're really excited for today's guest. Today we're going to be diving into the impact of sleep on mental health. I know this is such an important topic for so many of us. You have such great experience working with college students, with couples in your own life. Mm -hmm. I want to dive into all of these things, but let's just start with a little bit of background on yourself. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, My name is Kendall Ferrari. Uh, So I am an associate marriage and family therapist. I've recently graduated with my master's in um, counseling psychology. Thank you. Yes, exciting. (laughs) That's a big deal. It is. (laughs) So I um, have been seeing clients for the past year, like you said, yeah, working primarily with college age students, which has been just an absolute pleasure. Mm. Um, They're a really fun, fun (laughs) age group. I love that work. Um, I also, I'm married to a fireman. My dad's also a fireman. So I have a decent amount of insight into the first responder world as well. And I would say that for both of these populations here, uh, sleep is a huge factor. Absolutely. And then even in your own personal life, I mean, Mm -hmm. doing your master's degree, I know that you also were working on kind of a dual certification during Mm -hmm. your master's, you know, getting married, I'm sure planning a wedding, (laughs) you know, all of these things. Sleep has such an impact on our ability to be productive and to live Mm -hmm. happy, healthy lives, right? Totally, totally. Um, You you said it very well. Um, I know for sure when I'm not getting enough sleep. I can feel it. I know when my sleep's not restful. Um, I think in any of these, like life is stressful, whatever we're kind of going after. Um, so whether it was my master's degree, getting married or uh, whatever other endeavor, um, when I'm not rested, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just impacts everything everything so i feel i feel like it's like the foundation step you need yep. to be successful at whatever you're doing at literally everything mm-hmm. i i could not agree more let's start with the college students mm-hmm. i remember when i was in college um i was extremely stre- sleep deprived i mean just <laughs> constantly i yes. feel like it depended on you know the time of year sometimes obviously when you're like crunching for finals or um when there's just more events going on you know social mm-hmm. events but all i know is um I I noticed it. I mean, my grades yeah. started to go down. My health started to decline. I was getting sick more often. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like it was impossible to try to balance it all. So mm-hmm. what have you learned about helping college students find that balance and being able to prioritize sleep in order to create more efficiency in the rest of your hours in the day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you were saying, that a thought that came to mind for me of just like what I've seen with college students working with them recently, but then also with my own experience, because yes, sleep was totally, I was sleep deprived yeah. um, during both my bachelor's and my master's, but I would say worse during my bachelor's degree because mm-hmm. I, I did hone in some of those skills for myself a little bit better by the time I was in my master's program. Um, I think sleep is the first thing that people will choose to kind of sacrifice mm. when they've got stuff on their plate. So if an assignment needs to be done or whatever, they'll have less sleep, they'll drink more coffee, and it just kind of be, it's like never you think you cycle. Can, yes, you think you can make up for sleep by just pushing through, having more caffeine, and unfortunately I don't think that that's a very sustainable way mm-hmm. to go about things. Um you you might be able to do that for a day or two, mm-hmm. right? Finals week, I get sure. it. You might need to study more than oh, I'm going to just sleep and hope for the best, mm-hmm. but Um, That doesn't work all semester long. Mm -hmm. So in working with college students, you know, I oftentimes will help them, especially if they're it's a freshman year, right? Mm. Freshman year, I feel like you have no idea how you need to structure your life (laughs) to do this. None of us had any idea about anything our freshman year, I feel like. (laughs) I was under, I personally was under such a terrible impression that I could just do everything like I did in high school and pass. Right. And pass with A's. Mm. That was not the case. Yeah, a rude awakening there. Yeah, we all all felt it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going through that and then you realize, okay, I've got to make some kind of change, have some kind of a structure for myself so I do a lot of that kind of work with my clients that are in this kind of life phase of okay you're totally in charge of your own time now Um, what does that look like Mm -hmm. how do we how do we make adjustments so Mm -hmm. that you can kind of check all of these boxes successfully you might have to make little sacrifices here or there Mm -hmm. but you know what's happening with your sleep pattern mm-hmm. that either you're having trouble sleeping or you're not getting to bed sooner how long are you looking at your phone mm-hmm. at night sure. you know when's the last cup of coffee happening things like that yeah absolutely and do you find that college students are often aware that they need more sleep hmm. i would say it's like yes and no okay. um or they may be aware of it 
but kind of not making it a priority mm. for themselves. Kind of like, I know share. I should be getting more sleep, but... Yeah. But I want to go out with my friends. Right, right. <laughs> or or I want to do this thing. Well, now, because I did this activity, I don't have the time to study, so I'm going to stay up late. Mm. And kind of things like yeah. that. Yeah. So do you, did you work with students where they were willing to try making a change? Let's just say they were like, I'm going to go to bed mm-hmm. a half hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And therefore hope for better results in my waking hours that you know I can create more efficiency in my studying I can have Mm -hmm. a stronger memory so that I don't need to study technically as long did you feel like there were some tangible results there when they were prioritizing sleep more absolutely I think you know one of those biggest things in my line of work is is people have to want to make that change for themselves first and foremost Um, and when that is something where it's it's their priority their goal for themselves and we kind of go through okay so what are some options for you as we Mm. look at your life um, even just the the small change for a lot of my clients of um, changing when they stop looking at their phone for the evening. Ah. I'm, I was all actually blown away by how many people said, yeah, I'm sleeping better because I'm reading a book at night instead of uh-huh. scrolling, you know, social media apps, Absolutely. trying to fall asleep that way yeah. or watching TV or whatever. Yeah. I, I noticed that a lot of people, when they made changes like that, mm. their rest, they, they got to sleep quicker mm-hmm. and it was more restful sleep for them. What does that look like if somebody is watching and they're considering, you know, I, we've all been there where we're like, I know, really, I should probably put my phone on silent and like put it in airplane mode. Or you've heard mm-hmm. of people putting it in a different room for the night. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is the method that is uh, easy enough to do? You know, not too big, scary of a commitment, but that does make a meaningful impact on your sleep. Yeah, I think I don't th- know that there's a perfect answer for everybody, right? Um, because we've all got different life situations. Mm-hmm. I know what can work for many is to have where your phone is pre-set up with um, mm. the do not disturbs that start at certain times of the evening, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not getting inundated with notifications or whatever after, let's just say it was 8.30 at night for you or mm-hmm. whatever time frame you want to set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's an intentionality piece too mm-hmm. of, um, so you've got to know yourself. If your phone's on do not disturb and it's sitting on your nightstand, do you have that ability, The kind of that is that discipline the there? Yeah, to, yep. to leave it and do something else. And if the answer is no right now, that's okay too. Mm. Let's look at what else do we need to do? Maybe it's being in another room or, or something else or even mm. I think a great thing is finding another something you're looking forward to so it doesn't feel like such a, a chore or a takeaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that would be picking up my book. Great. I know yeah. at this time at night when I'm in bed. I can't wait to read. I get to do this other yes. thing. I love that, making yeah. it a positive in your routine mm-hmm. that it's not, oh, I have to do this, right? In general, I noticed in life that when I have to do something versus, oh, I get to do this because mm-hmm. I know that it makes me feel great. I know that it helps me sleep more deeply. I know that I feel more rested in the morning or overall, I just feel healthier. I know that yeah. that's a huge benefit. So I'm really glad to hear that, yeah. you know, even college students <laughs> are, are ready to kind of take that leap at some point. They are. They the the college students I like I said I love this population um they surprise me a lot especially you know so I'm basically seeing Gen Z yeah. right now and I think Gen Z is so in tune and aware of um, mental health in yeah. a way that not every generation at this developmental stage yeah is interested in so I think I see them kind of having a little bit more of that attitude of Mm. I get to, this is important, I want to prioritize it um, because they've grown up with maybe just a bit more importance kind of on this topic. Kind of normalizing what it means to take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't have to be such a big, scary word. You know, I, I talk to my friends about this as a millennial quite often, where I'm like, we're kind of the in-between generation where it is normalized. I mean, like, I love my therapist. I've been working yeah. with my therapist for years, like mm-hmm. through just different stages of life. It's like, of course, I want to have somebody that I can just talk yeah. to about things that come up or life happens and changes and evolves. Um, so it's very normal for me, not very normal for my parents' generation. Yes. You know, I'm kind of like <laughs> planting the seeds where I can but then you have my nieces and nephews who are like in high school at this point and it is like beyond normal Mm -hmm. for them to be talking about just mental health in general and again I know sleep is such a huge part of that I want to talk a little bit about the first responder space this is something that like you mentioned you have very personal experience with both from your own father and now your husband Mm -hmm. can you share with us how they are uniquely impacted by sleep 
Yeah, um, it is such a um, important community, as we know, and they their lifestyle is unlike most other people mm-hmm. in our like everyday society community. Mm-hmm. Um, the sleep impact, obviously, it's going to be different from department to department. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and dad work for the same department. They go through a very, very high call volume, one of the highest in the country. Mm. So their sleep is... Um, you know, every now and then they get a night where they slept through the night, but more times than not, kind of in the first responder community, <laughs> the question we ask them in the morning to know what it looks like coming home is how many after midnight, which means how many calls did you go on after midnight? Wow. And as a wife, that lets me know how exhausted is my husband coming home today? Yeah. Um, and so that that's just that's a norm for us. Um, their wow. sleep is so important, and um, there's an interesting crossover, I would say, in the first responder community with sleep and mental health and all of it. And it's a community that's a little bit harder to kind mm-hmm. of touch on the mental health topics mm-hmm. and where sleep ties in, because sure. there's a little bit of a stereotype that mm-hmm. come with a lot of. Um, people in these communities that Mm -hmm. serve us um, and oftentimes they want to just kind of stay strong and push through and be that anchor of strength yes yeah so they're not super focused on maybe coming home in their downtime and getting the rest that they lost yeah on a the whole 20 you know most firemen work a minimum of a 24-hour shift sometimes their shifts are 48 plus hours long um my my dad and husband have sometimes worked 120 hours straight so no way yeah that's that can be normal if there's a a need for overtime and things like that so as you can imagine they're exhausted they really whether they want to or not should probably come home and sleep yeah um and i think that there's a lot more awareness now of what sleep deprivation does to the brain um Mm -hmm. i mean it's actually used as you know a torture yeah yep that's what i was (laughs) getting to it's it's a torture i believe it i know when i'm underslept i i absolutely can see the effectiveness i mean i have a smidge a glimpse if you will of like why that would be used for a torture tactic because it really is my body cannot function the same way i notice i can't eat when i'm underslept Mm -hmm. my digestive system kind of just shuts down altogether the brain fog the fatigue irritability attitude, perspective, communication skills, all of it goes out the window. So I can Mm -hmm. only imagine how important it is, especially for first responders who, when they're awake and on duty, they need to be as sharp as it gets to make those, you know, spontaneous instant decisions. Totally. And that is, that is a really hard part. It's like you're, you're doing your best to, to think straight. And Mm -hmm. and then I've noticed something for them too, as well. Um, It's not just something I've noticed. There's actually um, studies that have been done on it, but they, so they're, they're kind of in work mode while they're there, while they're on duty. They're in this high level of yeah. alertness. So even being in this heightened alertness, that's like an extra kind of mental drain on you. And so yeah. when they get home, not only are they tired from lack of sleep and working for so long, mm-hmm. but there's kind of this like mental dump that happens of you were mm-hmm. on high alert for so long. Now you're home and you've got like this extra level of exhaustion because your body finally got to go into I don't need to be alert and ready for the next, you know, call or danger or whatever. So they come home. I see it on my husband all the time where he gets home. And at first, he's kind of a little bit energized still. Okay. And after he's had a moment, maybe eats, sorry, some breakfast or something like that. Um then it's it's like it just a wave hits him <sighs> yeah and and you could tell sometimes he wants to stay up and keep doing stuff and I always encourage him I'm like why don't you just go sleep for an hour or yeah. so I think you'll feel a lot better yeah um, and it's wow. so it's so important um but often overlooked in that community I'm sure wow I mean I can only imagine and I also just want to take a moment of course to thank our first responders yes. I mean what a lifestyle what a commitment yes absolutely um I have nothing but respect and gratitude for that community um the families behind mm. the first responder communities it, it takes um a village it's a lifestyle kind of for everybody yeah there's you know beautiful pros and cons yeah um but definitely not without sacrifice yeah all around yeah and something that all of us rely on whether or not we have a, a family member you know or a close friend in our own lives that's a first responder 
we have first responders in all of our lives because they're out there taking care of us every single day. So yeah. thank you to both of you. Oh. <laughs> but when he when he does come home to take a nap, do you have any um, kind of sleep hygiene practices that you have him do to help him get more restful sleep when he is home? Yeah, um, we have. We I feel like we we have a good little setup. But keep in mind, this is this is years of kind of figuring out mm -hmm. what works and encouraging this um, this habit a little bit. Yeah. So I would say for us. Um, you know, we'll close all the blinds in our room, mm -hmm. which is, I'm like, let's make it a good nap. Yeah. Um, he has a little, a little eye mask <laughs> yeah. that even I'm like, just put that on. We run the air filter. Um, like for a little noise, a little, little white, white noise. noise. Yeah, I love yep, that. You know, and, and get that dog dander out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that helps too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, like the bed setup, clean sheets, mm. nice, comfortable. Like you want to get in bed and just be that immediate sense of like comfort in home and oh, your yeah. bed like everybody knows what that feels like oh right? i love that feeling oh <laughs> like, there's like very few things in life that are better than that yeah yeah it's it's i think the ultimate level of comfort is to be like cozy clean in your bed mm -hmm. um and we, we i love do, that cozy and clean yes yes yeah you have to be clean yes <laughs> like, that's a thing too <laughs> there's nothing like that moment where you're like how many days have I gone since I washed my sheets? Really? Yeah. You know, I try, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like, I try to be at least once a week, but yes. the occasional time where I'm like, oh man, my weekend was crazy and I kind of forgot to, I noticed, I noticed the difference when it doesn't totally. feel, have that fresh feel. You can, you can feel it. And I think especially like on your pillowcase. Oh yeah. The um, pillowcase. There's yeah, so much that so can get much. on like your there. Your whole face is pressed up yeah. onto it. <laughs> just smothering yourself with this fabric over and over again. Yeah, so we, we actually both have silk pillowcases. Okay, um, love and it. And we love them. I got mine first, um, and I kept noticing him using it. Like, <laughs> maybe we should get you love one. Love how that happens. You're yeah. all, hey, uh, hey, babe, I'm noticing that this yeah. is my, what mine is, is becoming yours, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. Maybe we get two of them. Yes, yes, exactly that. I was like, we'll just we'll just grab you one so that we love can it. both have one. Yeah. Um, and we love, I feel like after you try one, you can't go back. Mm. They're just, um, they feel so much better than like whatever comes with your um, sheet set. Yeah. And so I, I love it. That's, so it's definitely part of our, you know, if I was going to break down what makes up what I feel like we have good sleep patterns in our house, mm -hmm. that's definitely part of it for us. Wow. Yeah, and I love what you just mentioned about, you know, when you buy a sheet set, it comes with pillowcases, of course. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think about skincare. So, you know, if you're someone who's really into your skincare mm -hmm. routine uh, or even just using lotion versus face moisturizer, you know that there are different products for your face skin mm -hmm. than for your body skin, right? It's thinner. Mine is definitely more delicate more sensitive it's the place yes. that I break out yes. you know there's so many factors that set your skin on your face apart from the rest of your body mm -hmm. so it's a great point that you make that why wouldn't we use a product for our face skin that's different than our body skin even in bed totally absolutely and I know it makes a huge difference of um, different materials will all that nice quality skincare you're talking about they'll just it sucks it right off your yeah, face those cotton you, pillowcases yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of like it's it's counteractive if you're not mm -hmm. completing. I think of it as kind of completing the skincare cycle. Oh, I love that. You know. Yeah, um, but it's then, like kind of the last yeah. step of your nighttime skincare routine. Absolutely, I love that. And and for the another reason, I got mine originally was for my hair because mm -hmm. you can. I don't know if you can feel. I can actually feel when I'm laying there, like the tension pulling, pulling yes. on these little baby hairs, where it's just normal to have you know, either less hair or a little bit of hair yeah, loss. Yeah, and it's also the most delicate hair Yes, around yeah. the rim. I mean, I notice on the back as well, like the baby hairs around the mm -hmm. back. And it's normal to have some baby hairs back there, but I noticed so much more breakage yes. before I started using a silk pillowcase that it was just constant. You know, I would wake up and there's little hairs on my pillow. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, that wasn't there when I went to yes, bed. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, I had the exact same experience. And I feel like it's, it's one of those things that, like all these things combined, I, mm -hmm. I just... If I have to like go to a hotel, I'm like, I can't wait to get home to my pillow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have admittedly started packing certain things when I, with me when I go, you know, where I'm like, mm -hmm. this is something that I want to be able to have with me when I'm at home, when I'm on the road, it, especially when you're on the road, right? It's also yes. even just sleeping in hotels when you're traveling, when you're staying with family members and you're sleeping in a bed that's different than your own. Mm -hmm. um, my fiance, John, he's actually the one who <laughs> not only does he bring our pillowcases, he brings our pillows 
if it's a road trip. I mean, he (laughs) I have yet to like allow him to check a pillow on a plane. But if we we do a lot of road trips, we love road tripping. And anytime we are going to take a car to go to where we're going, the two pillows are in the back seat. Like that's how serious it is. um, Yes, I'm. I'm like your fiance. Okay. I will. <laughs> no, it's actually genius. <laughs> yeah, I will bring them, especially if it's a road trip. It's like, well, and then if you're the passenger, you can like take a little moment. Yeah, to sleep. yeah, but, yeah. No, we bring them. It's like those little pieces of comfort that mm-hmm. you know. I mean, if we want to talk it right back to sleep health, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're going to sleep different when you're somewhere yeah. else. Just it's not your normal environment. Totally. But there's those like little pieces you can control yeah. and maybe be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's totally a piece is like knowing. I'm going to be most comfortable on my pillow that my neck is used to and my pillowcase that I'm like comfortable with. Yeah. Um, So I I feel like all of those are, you know, I, I, I don't want to go somewhere and be on vacation and having fun, but I slept terrible. Yep. And so I'm like yeah. not having a good time. I know. And I'm then cranky. in the daytime, you can't have a, a great time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're exhausted and your neck is like all cricked in a weird way. Yep. No, it makes all the difference. Yeah, sleep is everything. <laughs> I'm so curious about just your general setup. I mean, I love that you have spent years, you were mentioning, kind of like putting together your sleep routine, yeah. your sleep environment. Mm-hmm. Can you like describe for us what that whole environment <laughs> is like? Yeah, um, we try to, I try to keep our room really nice and clean because I feel like I mentally sleep better if I know I the room I'm in is clean. Yeah. So I don't know why that is, but no, there's yeah. got to be a phenomenon there. Tell us if you also experience this, but I yeah. absolutely notice that. I have a tendency to not want to unpack when I get back from a trip. So yes. I, I have like a place in our room that I'll like unzip my bag because of course I need to get like my hygiene kit back out mm-hmm. and you know my favorite pair of jeans and then it will sit there for a few days and I notice that I don't sleep as well before yeah. I put it away. Yep, I, I have this little, I do the exact same thing. Um, some people, <laughs> whoever are the people that get home and unpack their bag immediately, I mean... I hope to be like you one day. I, I, you're inspiring <laughs> to all of us. Yeah, that's not me. Sometimes, I mean, it's so longer than I'd like to admit, Yes, yes, same. Yeah, I'm like, I'll go grab things I need out of it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I mean, once it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I have literally worn everything and that has how I have unpacked that yeah. entire bag. That's yeah. when I know that it took that long. <laughs> I've done it too. So we're all doing it. But I'm I'm mentally feeling bad about it mm-hmm. the entire time. And and sometimes I remind myself, I'm like, that chore is going to take me five minutes or less. Yep, yep. And I'm going to feel so much better. Yep. But I just put this off for a week. Yep. And felt terrible about it every day. It's yeah. so silly when you think about it like we're, that. We're funny creatures, I will tell you that we much. We are. Yes. Well, I'm a therapist and I do it too, so. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I think just, you know, and, and we'll get back obviously to your sleep environment, yeah. but just in general, I've noticed with mental health, all these things that it's like, I know that this will only take me a few minutes and I'll feel so much better, like doing mm-hmm. a simple meditation or just taking a walk outside or, you know, yeah. small things like that. And for some reason we resist it. And it's yeah. just welcome to being human. It exactly. is okay. It is okay. And that's why we talk about it to be like, totally. you feel that too? Hey, I feel that too. Why don't we like text each other and have a little accountability group, you know, exactly. and kind of encourage each other. I love that. I think the accountability piece is is huge and is definitely helpful in so many areas with mental health. Absolutely. So talk to me about your sleep environment. So you like to have a clean room. Yes. So clean room. Um, for me, it has to be dark. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't know. I, um, well, and it's not, it's not like it's just a me thing. I know light affects us so much. Like it's really important for you first thing in the morning. I believe it's with the, um, I might say it wrong, circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. rhythm? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's something that like first thing in the morning, my husband and I both will open up blinds and mm-hmm. just like kind of look outside, look at the sunlight for a little bit. Yeah. Well, for me, the same goes when I need sleep. Like I don't yeah. want to have on any any lights i don't mm-hmm. want to see like if there are items that charge that you can see the little yeah red or green lights i totally. try to avoid that kind of stuff mm-hmm. too i just feel that i sleep better it just makes a difference yeah mm-hmm. and so um some kind of a white noise thing mm-hmm. is big for me um i like it cold mm-hmm. so it's my husband <laughs> so yeah, same <laughs> the a- ac um just being like i feel like all these things that you if you take a moment to stop and think about like where do I get the best rest or how do I get the best rest? Mm-hmm. I mean, even as simple as for me, I like to shower right before bed. Like mm. I want to feel so clean. Yeah. When I, I, I actually sleep better yeah. mentally versus thinking kind about of wash it. off the day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So all of these little elements, I feel like my husband and I have taken the time, not like we sat and had a conversation like this, but over time of realizing this is the routine that creates the most restful um, Mm -hmm. 
uninterrupted sleep for us. Yeah. So we kind of have this rhythm we go through. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it's important because neither one of us want to be cranky <laughs> for, yeah. for work or just not feeling our best because mm-hmm. you kind of can't give 100% of yourself anywhere yeah. if you don't even wake up at 100%, right? If you're loving this show, be sure to give it a like and give us a comment, maybe ask any questions that you want us to cover in future podcasts. And also, if you haven't had a chance to check out Blissy yet and experience the magic that is 100% pure mulberry silk, be sure to just go to blissy.com to get the best sleep of your life. Kendall, I want to talk about men and silk pillowcases. Mm -hmm. I think as women, it's kind of like, oh, it's part of my beauty routine. It's part of my skincare routine. But I know a lot of us have either partners that are men, friends, brothers. You know, if you're watching and you're a man and you're wondering, could this potentially fit into my routine? And what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. I I think... I am all for team like silk pillowcases for everybody. (laughs) Um, And apparently my husband is too, because like I mentioned, he loved mine so much. He was like, I kept finding him using it. I'm like, okay, we're going to get you your own. You're like sharing is caring, but when we're on one pillow, it gets tight. Not on the pillowcase. Yeah. Like, I don't want your drool on my pillowcase, (laughs) please. (laughs) Sharing drool is not caring. Not caring. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I mean, yes, I think there's the element, like if you're a guy and you use skincare, I think like it's awesome because skincare is a great practice but if you're not um the silk pillowcase is still going to be like so much softer on your skin Mm -hmm. too right so there's there's that aspect of it um and it's still it's gonna have the same effect for hair for guys like guys still probably want to keep their hair not pulled out too the bed head can be crazy you know on the back how it's getting pulled in so many different directions sometimes it can almost show more on guys i think bed head because their hair Mm -hmm. is shorter and so it can kind of be like sprawled out and pulled in all crazy directions totally totally so it's like all those same things still apply and then i think the things that are like a little bit less talked about with the silk pillowcase is the there's just a true comfort aspect of it Mm. um i noticed that mine always feels cooler to the touch Mm -hmm. than like regular sheets or regular cotton or whatever right so that's just comfortable I mean you do sleep better if your body temperature cools I believe your temperature has to come down about one degree Mm -hmm. to successfully fall asleep yeah so that's awesome and Um, I know a lot of guys also run hot Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm sure <laughs> I'm not the only one who's like trying to snuggle with their husband before bed. And then he is like, okay, I'm hot. Uh, Leave me alone. Yeah. So you go to your uh, respective sides of the bed and yep. say goodnight from afar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 100%. It's totally cooler. I noticed like as soon as I started switching to silk, I was like, I notice that I fall asleep faster. Mm-hmm. I notice I stay asleep. That temperature has a lot to do for me yes. with staying asleep. Like even yes. if you're someone who you're exhausted at the end of the day and you like hit the pillow and fall asleep, that doesn't mean a you're getting restful sleep mm-hmm. while you're asleep, and it doesn't mean that you're going to stay asleep the entire night. Totally, I could not agree more. I mean, my husband has actually said I wish our entire sheets could be this silk, the, like, the mulberry the, silk. Yes, because it's so <laughs> soft and it does it keeps you cool. Mm. Like I'm sure everybody knows what it's like to flip your pillow to try to find the cool spot yeah right? like, oh yeah in the middle of the night and even just like shifting on the bed to try to find yes, the cool spot the cool spot so it's i yeah. think that there's totally more opportunities for that and you, you're right like if you don't wake up hot in the middle of the night mm-hmm. you're getting more restful sleep yeah and so there's there's Absolutely. that aspect of it and just i don't know for me like it's really important to hit my bed at night and just mm-hmm. relax quicker Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to fall asleep quicker if I'm relaxed and comfortable and Mm -hmm. so having a pillowcase that's soft and enjoyable is part of it for both my husband and I you know so we we love them and and swear by them I think that they're just a a comfort piece for everybody like Mm -hmm. first and foremost and then there's those other benefits too but I'd just pick it for comfort yeah if that was the only benefit (laughs) and and there were so many more I mean I love what you said about a silk pillowcase almost being the skincare routine for some men Mm -hmm. you know I love that with silk I don't get stuck on the fabric so I know like for Johnny you know my fiance he doesn't put moisture on his you know moisturizer on his face before he goes to bed he doesn't put on serums he doesn't you know apply all these products um you know we're lucky if he washes his face before bed right but once he's on the pillow you know it makes a difference for anyone's face if it's being scrunched or pulled or squeezed you know those fine lines can set in Mm -hmm. so i find it it is also anti-aging for men in a way that they don't have to proactively do anything new in their routine they don't have to apply any products to their face but it is going to help prevent that 
early aging. It's going to prevent those extra wrinkles from setting in too early. And like you said, just provide a much more comfortable environment for their skin to lie down on. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I, I do think it's like the easiest step one mm-hmm. that you could take, mm-hmm. male or female. Mm-hmm. And, it's and maybe just, the only step. Yeah, you know, if your it's whole the life, only like, step, it's better it is, than no step. Yes, right? exactly. Like, and then, yeah, then everything else from there. I think, too, it's one of those things, like, if uh, I don't I don't know, I mean, my husband was never, he never thought it was, like, strange at all to have a silk mm-hmm. pillowcase. He, mm-hmm. like, really was like, wow, this is soft and comfortable. I'm like, yeah, That's why fine. wouldn't I want this? <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like it's one of those things like after you feel one too, it's such a unique texture, mm-hmm. like a true silk, 100% silk pillowcase. Yes. Like we all know what satin feels like. Yeah. It's not the same thing. It's a little rougher. Yeah. So yeah. after you you feel it and experience it, I think it's hard to just not want that type of yeah. like luxurious feeling on your yeah. skin, especially for your face. Well, for your face and also facial hair. Yeah. You know, I would yeah, imagine. The stubble. Oh, the stubble. Like, I mean, I, I just think about my leg hair. Like if I haven't shaved yeah. for a few days, like <laughs> I notice that those hairs get caught on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's any kind of like rough fabric going on, I would feel that. So I can only imagine that sensation being on my face. Yeah. That, you know, if I had a beard and, and you lay down, it's getting caught at all. Yeah. And, and even if it's something that if you've been sleeping on a cotton pillowcase your whole life, it might be something you're so used to that you don't even realize it's happening mm-hmm. until you experience a silk pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And like in the instance with your husband, all of a sudden he was like, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking as you were saying that with like for men with true like facial hair that they keep like, you, you know as like a styled beard or things like that i imagine that extra pulling Mm -hmm. could be part of um like ingrown hairs ingrown hairs patchiness yeah yeah and that's got to be can't relate to that on your face but i imagine it's quite uncomfortable so yeah absolutely yeah i want to talk more about the impacts of sleep on relationships Mm -hmm. in general in couples and really in all of our relationships in our lives with you know mm-hmm. with anyone that we interact with on a daily basis what have you learned through your training through your practice and through your own marriage of mm-hmm. how sleep getting enough of it or not getting enough of it impacts things yeah um you know sleep as we kind of chatted about earlier today it's just it's such a foundational piece of our functioning as humans right and so it's really hard to show up and be successful like we've said in any capacity and that's going to translate right into your relationship in your ability to communicate Mm -hmm. um kindly successfully with your partner Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people can relate to the fact that communication issues are just um one of the most prevalent right that we're dealing with in our relationships Mm -hmm. and so if you aren't rested and you're short and snippy with your partner on a regular basis that really compounds over time mm-hmm. right uh, there's there's a lot to be said with like ha- the patterns you establish with your partner mm-hmm. of how you communicate together how you connect with each other mm-hmm. even if it's not that you're being um rude let's say mm-hmm. because you're tired but just that you're kind of not acknowledging mm-hmm. your partner um maybe not as present yes absolutely there's there's a a style of therapy by Gottman's therapy that I really love and Mm -hmm. gravitate towards for couples. And one of the things that they talk about in this um, theory is um, bids for attention Mm. and like bids for, um, you know, your partner's time, basically. And when you so you make these efforts, right, you kind of extend a branch to your partner Uh and your partner has the opportunity to either kind of take that bid and like feed into that with you or they don't acknowledge it or they push it away. And partners who continually turn toward each other when they give each other bids for this attention are much more successful in terms of like mm. divorce rates and things like that. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Because you want to feel like when you try to connect with your partner that they're there for you and yeah. they're listening to you, right? Yeah. We can't get it right every single time. Of course. But so I think sleep is part of that. Of if, like, if you're just not rested and your brain's not even functioning at yeah. its normal capacity, it's going to be a lot harder for you to give your partner mm-hmm. kind of some of that um, intentional time and yeah. that they're looking for. That energy, that attention. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. I know that having a partner that you feel like they are present when you need them, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're willing to receive that bid for attention. I love that phrase. I think that's such a great way to summarize something that we all need, you know, Mm -hmm. men, women, couples, relationships, anybody, you know, really needs that. And, and I know when I'm sleep deprived, 
it's hard enough for me to give attention to just my basic needs and actions throughout the day, let alone mm-hmm. really being able to be there for my loved ones. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's it's um it's like you're it's like you're trying to pour out of a cup that's not not full and not functioning and we all know what that feels like whether it's sleep or like other things in life like your cup's not always full but i think that the sleep piece if that's continually an empty cup for you Mm -hmm. it's super super hard to give enough of your energy to anything in your life and yeah your loved ones will be some of the first to suffer especially if it's your partner that you're used to on a regular basis like we kind of i feel like this may be a bit of an overgeneralization, but I think many of us know how to kind of um, put on our best face for the places we like have to, mm. right? We have to show up to work and be a certain way. We have sure. to behave this way in this setting. Yeah. But then where are we going to let it slip mm. the quickest if we're tired? Or mm-hmm. It's like usually in the home. In the home. Yeah. And how ironic that mm-hmm. those are our, our deepest loved people in our lives Mm -hmm. and yet they can oftentimes get the weaker sides of ourselves yep you said it so well and they do and it's like and we when you take a moment to like actually cognitively think about that Mm -hmm. it's like that even for me it's that moment of like oh there's those things that I could I could totally do that a little Mm -hmm. bit better Mm -hmm. but it's easy to lose sight of it just in the Mm day-to-day moments I like to think of sleep as kind of a magical potion, Mm -hmm. that it's something that, of course, you don't always have control over what time you can get to bed Mm -hmm. and how much you have going on in life. But I find that oftentimes I have more control over it over, you know, than I like to admit to myself. And when I do go to bed at a time that I know I'm going to get an adequate amount of sleep and I do that, especially on a recurring basis over Mm -hmm. time, all of a sudden I notice that everything in my life is working better. I'm able to think more clearly, my relationships Mm -hmm. improve, my results at work improve, my um, connections with myself and with other people, my eating patterns, my exercise (laughs) patterns. I mean, it's it really, that's what I mean by like magic potion. And it's something that um, is a right, it's a human right, Mm -hmm. I believe, being able to have a night's sleep. You know, like we talked about, not allowing people to sleep it has been used, you yeah. know, in, in so many ways. And, you know, it's, it's literally punishment. Why are yeah. we punishing ourselves <laughs> yes. by depriving ourselves of totally. sleep? Totally. And so, you know, and there's chapters of life for people. Like if you're a parent to, you know, a little one. Of course, yes. There's those chapters where, yeah, it's 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 sad and there's mm-hmm. kind of no way around it. You're going to have those times where you're sleep deprived. But absolutely, like mm-hmm. you can't do that forever and so there's the I guess what I'm saying is there's those pieces that are a little bit out of your control if you're in that phase of life but I think if you have the pieces you have control over you gotta you gotta like show up for yourself in that way whatever it is to be a rested human so that you feel good Mm -hmm. first and foremost and then that you can kind of be the best version of you Mm -hmm. for yourself Mm -hmm. your people your loved ones every like aspect that you need to show Mm -hmm. up in life you're going to be the best version if mm-hmm. you get that daily reset. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like you said, the magic potion. I love it because it that is, I think, when you think of all the things in life we do to make ourselves feel the best, I can't think of anything that makes me feel as renewed as just sleeping. Truly, <laughs> like, truly. Yeah. And like you said earlier with caffeine, it cannot be replaced with anything else. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, we can, in the short term, find temporary energy bursts, you know, with other things. Like when I was in college, I was drinking, you know, energy drinks here and there. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this will get me through, you know, this like assignment or this day or whatever it may be. But there is literally no replacement for sleep. And, And I also think of it as a great gift to give someone the gift the gift of sleep you know I'm thinking about family members who have had babies you know and they're in that stage you were just talking about Mm -hmm. where they're like there's so much out of your control you're just doing your best to take care of your kids and for a family member to offer hey why don't I you know come over and you can sleep during the night and I'll kind of take care of the baby or um or even just you know gifting your husband the silk pillowcase that you were seeing He's sleeping more deeply. He's mm-hmm. falling asleep faster. He feels more rested when he wakes up. To be able to gift someone, let's say your partner, mm-hmm. a silk pillowcase. I know it seems like a small gift, mm-hmm. but how huge is that to oh, give yeah. someone more restful sleep? Totally. I think it's beautiful. I, I totally agree. It, it's one of those things. It doesn't come across as a big thing, but when it's somebody's daily item that's mm-hmm. making an impact on their life, They're, it's like... yeah. It's um, invaluable. Absolutely. 
I want to talk about connection. You mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, connections and relationships and that mm-hmm. it's so much more difficult to do that when you're underslept. Mm-hmm. As far as intimacy goes, mm-hmm. and, and any type of intimacy in a relationship, let's mm-hmm. just say in a partnership, how do you find that sleep impacts intimacy specifically? Yeah, um, I don't have a ton of hands-on experience with this with clients at this time yet, but I do see that intimacy, you know, it's um, it's hard to want that level of intimacy with your partner if you are exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, you know, I think about people I know that are in chapters, right, with their their little ones and things like that. There's ebbs and flows mm-hmm. in relationships in general, mm-hmm. and that's normal to not have the same type of um, intimacy levels in mm-hmm. every single stage of life. Yeah. But I think that sleep plays a huge factor in that. So when you look at like um, where in the trajectory of a marriage intimacy levels go up and down Mm -hmm. it's really high in the beginning and then as soon as couples have their first child Mm. it goes way down yeah (laughs) which is like normal and expected I think we're all somewhat aware of that yeah um doesn't mean that everybody's thrilled about it but I think if you have the mindset like well this is a chapter it's easier to get through versus like a when does this ever change or go back to the way things were um and so then intimacy can go up again when the children basically get to ages where they're sleeping through the night because if they're sleeping through the night generally so are mom and dad yeah so what's the biggest correlation there on intimacy right sleep sleep level is a big part of that not the only part but i imagine it's you know a huge piece of that puzzle yes Um, because if i mean we know what it's like right we can probably all relate to maybe functioning on a day of like four hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. When you finally get through your day, you know, at least as a woman, <laughs> I know what I want to do at the end of the day. Go and to it's sleep. Just go to bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I think that that's generally a relatable feeling. I think it's highly relatable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's important. Um, I saw something recently uh, about like women – who get an extra hour of sleep mm. per day? Um, maybe this is based off women. I don't. I don't know the exact standards. If this was based off women who are already getting eight hours of sleep, or if they don't. Okay. But if they get an extra hour of sleep per day, their desire for intimacy goes up by fourteen percent. Really? Mm-hmm. And so I saw That's this like a joke video where the husband was like, "Go take a nap. Go <laughs> yeah. go, go sleep." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that could be a skit where he's handing her, you know, a blissy uh, pillowcase and he's yeah. like, honey, <laughs> please go get your beauty rest. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's so true. Right. Like it's it's again, it just goes back to this our foundational thing that lets us be able to show up and function as a human mm-hmm. and even intimacy. Intimacy is not like a daily task that you have to it's you know i think can be viewed as like it's necessary to keep your relationship healthy mm-hmm. but it's not a daily thing that has to happen so it's mm-hmm. kind of an extra kind of not it's mm-hmm. this interesting in between yeah um and but your relationship functions better mm-hmm. when that can be a regular part but i think you have to have other things that fall into place before that can regularly happen in a way everybody's comfortable with mm. If a couple is feeling disconnection, feeling like they're not having enough time with each other, enough attention with each other, do you feel like maybe assessing how much sleep you're both getting is a good place to start? Absolutely. I think that there's a number of things you look at if if that's like that's the primary concern that a couple's coming in with. But yeah, asking about some of those basic functions, that's yeah. something I would do in a first session with a couple and just kind of find out what does your what does your daily life look like? Because Mm -hmm. it's super easy to feel like a lack of connection if we've got all these other factors that may actually have nothing to do with Mm. your relationship together. We know you love each other. We know that the, you know, the passion, the commitment, all of that is there. Mm -hmm. But what are some of these other factors that we're facing? Um, Sleep kind of ties in with like, I mean, it's one of your most basic human needs. So if you look at like the Maslow's hierarchy of, Mm -hmm. of needs, right? It's, it's one of the most, basic ones so if those basic yeah. needs aren't met you can't even reach the other levels of right of, um, you know yeah needs in life which would be like intimacy or this emotional connection mm-hmm. like you can't worry about that if you're exhausted if mm-hmm. you're don't have water if you are hungry like mm-hmm. you got to fulfill 
the first order first. Yep. Just those that getting back to basics. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to ask about a hobby of yours. (laughs) I know that you are so into books, into reading. I think that is so beautiful. I was checking out her socials earlier, Kendall Reads, and it is just so fun to see all of the different genres and stories and and also accessories, you know, and kind of all of the little tips and tricks that you have for creating Mm -hmm. a really great reading lifestyle and Mm -hmm. great reading environment in your home. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about your like, how do you snuggle up and read a book? Yes. Um, So yes, very avid reader and I am a big Kindle user. So um, that is just something I love and I do have a little setup that I love to use for that. So for me, um, like, I love to read in bed. Mm -hmm. It's my way to unwind at night, like to not be on my phone or things Mm -hmm. like that, right? And so I will often use, I have this holder. It's like called the gooseneck Mm -hmm. tablet holder. Mm -hmm. And it's got an adjustable like arm or neck, whatever. Yeah, kind of similar to this in a way. Yes, exactly. And so like how this clips onto this table, that clips onto like my headboard or your yeah. nightstand, whatever. And you set it up and you get the little remote control page turner for uh-huh. Kindle. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that that was like a must for you. It's a must for me. Yeah. Um, I got it recently and I should have gotten it sooner because it's, inc- <laughs> it's incredible. Like you don't have to have it. You could lay there in bed and hold your Kindle if you want uh-huh. to. But I my arm gets tired. It does. And then yeah. you're kind of stuck like laying on a side and yeah. like moving. And so... I set this up like right in front of my face. This is also part of like good posture for me instead of being all scrunched. So that's kind of, I also think that, right? So I've got it there. I've got the remote control page turner. I can literally be laid back in bed on my pillow, on my cell pillowcase, (laughs) holding my little remote all cozy and just read. Oh my gosh. click, Click the page like that. I find I read more when I'm comfortable. Yes. Like I will continue reading versus like, getting over it because mm-hmm. something's not right. That makes sense. You yeah, know? if you're physically uncomfortable, if you're having to like twist or crank your neck or I notice the surface I'm on makes a big difference too. If I'm noticing yes. that like my lower back isn't supported or mm-hmm. if my butt hurts, you know, yes. that I'm not going to sit there and read as long. I can't get lost in the book. Yes, totally. And so that for me is like being comfortable means everything. So whether it's in bed or whatever I'm doing, like I like to have a comfortable setup like for out and about. I mean, my Kindle's in my purse right now. Is it? <laughs> Just in case. What are you reading right now? Um, what am I reading? Oh, I have an advanced reader copy right now um, of The Unmaking of June Pharaoh and okay. it's coming out in October. Oh, so, okay. So you're having like the preview. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. So. You have the inside <laughs> scoop here. <laughs> I'm also listening to the Throne of Glass series on audiobooks. So awesome. that's fun. It's a fantasy series. Oh, I love that. <laughs> having a good, we live in California, so there's a lot of drive time and I yes. love having both a physical book that I'm reading that I usually am in bed, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes on the weekends I'll take it out to the couch area. Um, but audiobooks are everything, I think, when you yeah. have a long commute. So such a great way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Like I love finding ways to make my time feel more, I don't know, like it was more meaningful yeah. or useful. And so for me to feel like I Nerd. listened to that on my drive was totally, I was more relaxed mm. on the drive, Yeah. right? And then it was fun. Yeah, it's fun, too. Yeah, I I know that we live in a day and age where it's there's kind of almost an obsession with like the hustle and and productivity. And recently I was thinking about, okay, what nourishes me and my life? Sometimes it is what some people would call productive and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not. For me, an example is like gardening. Like I love getting out in the garden. I love getting my hands in the soil. It's something that I grew up with you know, doing with my mom. And I've noticed it's very nourishing for me. Mm -hmm. So depending on the person you ask, is it productive? Mm -hmm. I mean, I get things planted, you know, I I, I weed, you know, there is productivity happening. But more importantly, I notice that it's nourishing for me. And I love that books are that for you. Yeah, I love hearing that too. And just the way that you phrase it, because I think Mm -hmm. that that is so important to have whatever it is that's your little something to um, like reground yourself a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. and have something that's nourishing to the soul that Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be any part of a a side hustle or whatever, like just do something you enjoy that brings you a peacefulness, a happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, that's books. And mm-hmm. I mean, gardening is something I would like to try oh, you <laughs> in should. the future. I mean, I'm biased, but like, I really believe that everybody should at least try having a garden at some point. Yeah. It's really such a beautiful, uh, satisfying experience. You mm-hmm. also learn so much about yourself through the process and just about nurturing in general and life. And, and you know, yeah. some people might call your hobby productive. Some people might call your hobby a waste of time, but that's okay because it's your hobby. Yeah, it's not their hobby. Exactly. And I think that the, 
part of a hobby should be that it doesn't have to have some big grand thing at Mm -hmm. the end for it to be fulfilling to you. Yes. Um, It can just be Mm -hmm. just because that's what makes your soul happy and your cup is full. Mm -hmm. Like that's the point. And I think that that's like, it's great if you have a hobby that also, I think many people can turn their hobby into their their side hustle or their little other sure. thing, right? And that's cool. If, if you want to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I think you can often lose the joy yeah. of what got you into it yeah. in that process mm-hmm. when it if it kind of becomes something bigger. Yeah. So I think it's really positive to have something that's truly just for nothing else in life other than I love it. Yeah. And that's the only reason you need to have. Like, Absolutely. I love doing that. And I love it that when we refresh, reset, re-energize ourselves, we're able Mm -hmm. to show up in the world in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I appreciate giving your thoughts on sleep, on mental health, even on books. Can we find (laughs) you online anywhere? Yeah, if you're interested in like my little book hobby, um, I do have a book talk account. So it's at Kendall's Reads on TikTok. Um, And we chat about books. And if you want to see the book setup I was talking about, that's all there too. If you had one takeaway for viewers today on the importance of sleep on your mental health, what would it be? Um, We touched on so many amazing points of sleep and how to have that be the best it can be. Um, But I think it's really setting up a comfortable, successful environment Mm -hmm. for you to start, right? Um, Just giving yourself that baseline of whatever it is you need to be comfortable, whether it be the lighting, your sheets, your pillowcase, the temperature, Mm -hmm. um, just take a moment to evaluate what that thing is for you to Mm -hmm. have a better sleeping environment. So simple, but can make all the difference, right? Absolutely. Makes makes a world of difference. I love that. One of my biggest takeaways from our conversation, I think, is that when we prioritize self-care in Mm -hmm. the sense of sleep, refreshing Mm -hmm. ourselves, re-energizing ourselves through good sleep, Mm -hmm. we can show up in the world in a much healthier, much more beautiful way. So thank you for sharing your expertise, your Mm -hmm. stories, your insights. I've loved our conversation so much. (laughs) This is Kendall Ferrari, and I'm Ariana Escalante here with the Blissy Experience. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast. This is still in the early stages, so you're like one of the original subscribers. We would love to have you part of our community. Please let us know if you have questions, uh, ideas for future episodes. We are all ears and we're very, very involved with our community. So we're so grateful to have you here. And also be sure to check out blissy.com and try out your Blissy silk pillowcase. It makes all the difference in the world. You're going to get the best sleep of your life. So be sure to check it out and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. (laughs) 